I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life Changing Wellness, episode number 77. Today, we talk about ancient remedies to fight the flu, stomach aches, and pain. It's time to get well on another life changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life Changing Wellness. Life Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Well, welcome, everyone. Before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look at my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Sherry Torkus, a registered pharmacist, author, and health enthusiast with a passion for prevention. And she graduated with honors from the Philadelphia College of Pharmacy and Science in 1992. And since that time, she has been practicing pharmacy using an integrative approach, combining conventional and complementary therapies to optimize health and prevent disease. Sherry Torkus has won several national pharmacy awards for providing excellence in patient care. And as a leading health expert, she has delivered hundreds of lectures and is frequently interviewed by radio and TV talk shows throughout North America and abroad. Torkus has authored 18 books and booklets, including the Canadian Encyclopedia of Natural Medicine. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our guest today, Sherry Torkus. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Well, I am really interested in this subject because your background is extremely vast. So, let's kind of start off to, to build this because in what ways... Have you seen the Middle Ages or the Middle Age medicine influence the 21st century medicine? Well, it's very interesting because it, when we look at what people were facing back in the Middle Ages, you know, the deadly diseases such as the bubonic plague and, and some of the other extreme illnesses that were going around, we're talking, you know, hundreds of thousands of people um, that would die with exposure to these illnesses. And then, you know, a lot of great discoveries were made um, during that time period about how people could protect themselves against some of these horrible illnesses. And you know, I think we garnered a lot of um, great um, insight into disease. And when you look at some of the things that they used back then, they didn't necessarily know how they worked. For example, natural plants and and even um, uh, the uh, metals like silver, uh, which was widely used back then, they didn't really know exactly what it did. But through modern medicine, we've been able to learn and validate some of those ancient remedies that were used. So, you know, I think it's very, very fascinating that even today, a lot of the treatments that we use are rooted in things that were learned from the Middle Ages and from Greek uh, medicine and from uh, fine art, uh, doctors like Hippocrates, um, who made some really incredible discoveries back then. Well, explain to my listeners, you know, I know who Hippocrates is, but and, and some other people have heard the name, but who is he and what makes him so significant in the Middle Ages of medicine and even today's modern medicine? 
Well, I think people may have heard the term Hippocrates or the Hippocratic Oath, which is a um, a declaration that's been made um, historically by doctors uh, with respect to upholding a certain level of medical ethics and still used in part today. Hippocrates, he was a Greek, a very famous Greek physician uh, born in in the time period of 460 BC. And, And he's been known as the father of medicine because he made some remarkable discoveries back in those ancient times, and he made some significant contributions uh, to medicine, which have revolutionized the practice of medicine. Um, And again, some of the discoveries that Hippocrates made way back then in terms of diagnosing and assessing patients and observations about um, health and wellness and disease, a lot of those uh, principles, those core observations and things that he discovered have helped to form modern medicine and and even uh, provide some of the the basis for the foundation for some of the treatments that we use today. You know, that's amazing because I have always seen, you know, like you bring up the plague where mankind, when when something that um, horrific shows up, you know, kind of like when the, you know, HIV and AIDS hit the 1980s and modern medicine rushed to do everything they could to to stop it and, and to create a treatment to basically stop it in its tracks and to stop you know the death rate from spiraling and at the same time give hope to people who end up with that type of disease and I just wish I would see the same thing with the cancer industry but that's a whole nother subject there but uh, let's walk in let's let's get into the flu, because so many people deal with the flu, not just during the winter months. I'm hearing more and more people deal with the flu throughout the year because of these super bugs. So why is the CDC so concerned about the flu pandemic in the 21st century? Because I hear now there's up to, what, 10 different strains that they have to battle? Yeah, I think the CDC is is um, issuing warnings and, and concern about the flu because of the fact that, um, first of all, yes, we know that the the viruses and also bacteria, they can mutate and change. When they come up with, um, when the researchers come up with a vaccine, obviously they're hoping for the best, but um, often the vaccine um, is not an ideal match. It, It may only address, you know, one or two of the prevailing strains. In some cases, the efficacy rate can be as low as 20%. And we're seeing that fewer and fewer people are getting vaccinated as well. So the CDC is concerned because of this low level of immunization, the fact that the vaccine, you know, is is not as effective as, as we would like. Um, I think there's a misconception. People assume if they get the flu shot, they're protected. They're not going to get the flu, but it's not 100%, right? It, oh, yeah. um, you know, at best is probably around 60%. So <clears throat> there are things that we need to do to be vigilant and take care of our health and you know, I always advocate this as a pharmacist, you know, for people when they're in the flu season, you know, to talk to their doctor about whether the flu shot's right for them, um, because there are some people that it, it may not be uh, ideal for. But people that have compromised immune systems, the elderly, serious medical conditions, they may benefit from the possible added protection that the flu shot can offer. But um, we also need to look at some of the other very important strategies to support our immune system. Um, such as the, the food we eat, the lifestyle we lead, um, taking nutritional supplements, um, one that we'll touch on later, which is is silver, which has very powerful 
uh, immune support and antiviral properties. Um, that's something that I think, you know, everybody should look at because it's been used for, for centuries. It, it's been validated by science. It works very effectively. Um, so that can give people an edge. And then other things, too, that you can do to support your immune system and to stay healthy this time of year. Some of the basics that I talked to my, my eight-year-old son about, which is washing your hands and being careful um, when you're in public places, touching doorknobs and things like that that are um, often uh, full of germs, hands, the phones and keyboards and things like that. Well, do you believe the uh, antibacterial gels are effective? Well, they, they do have antibacterial properties, but, you know, there are some concerns about the fact that the antibacterial gels may actually be contributing to antimicrobial resistance. So I think it's a matter of, um, I, you know, when it comes to washing hands, I'm an advocate for soap and water. <laughs> I'm not an advocate for using a lot of the antibacterial hand sanitizing products. Um, I think soap and water, we know, does does good job. If you don't have access to soap and water, then maybe you want to carry, you know, um, usually an alcohol versus an antimicrobial, an alcohol-based hand sanitizer I would recommend for on oh, airplanes or areas idea. where you maybe can't quickly wash your hands. But, um, yeah, that's oh, kind of my that. feeling on that. And, um, you know, when we're looking at this whole issue with antimicrobial resistance, I mean, public health authorities are warning that, um, this whole superbug, <clears throat> excuse me, this whole superbug crisis, the fact that the the bacteria in our environment, so now we're not talking viruses, which is like the flu, but the bacteria that we are seeing today are so strong and so resistant to the antibiotics that we're using, these superbugs are getting smarter and, than the drugs we have. And I think that's one of the biggest concerns that we face in the future is that um, our overuse of antibiotics and antimicrobial products and other factors are contributing to antimicrobial resistance. I completely agree with that. Now, I understand that uh, there are three remedies that you really believe in and suggest to uh, many of your uh, many of your audiences that you talk to, uh, what are those three remedies that uh, we can use for the flu, for stomach aches and pains, and even wounds? Yeah, so there are three um, ancient remedies that I've identified um, that, interestingly, are still used today that have really good science behind them uh, that can help us um, in our everyday quest to be healthy. And, and the first is colloidal silver. And, and silver has been used for, you know, thousands of years to help um, support human health. Um, it's, it's a natural element. So silver is found in, you know, to a small extent in, in whole grains and um, medicinal mushrooms and even a small amount in milk and seawater, tap water even. Um, silver has some really, really remarkable antiviral, antifungal, and anti-inflammatory properties. So we can uh, dwell into that a little bit and talk about colloidal silver because it's one yeah, of my, my favorite go-to remedies. And then also mint and turmeric. Ah, okay. Oh, mint. Well, I knew about turmeric, and but we're going to get into the mint. But let's let's clear up some facts on the colloidal silver for everyone because I for many years I was absolutely against it because the particles would clump together and not disperse freely through the human body until nanotechnology was used in the areas of making a more effective silver. Can you explain that to us? 
I certainly can. And, um, you know, you share a concern that was raised by um, others years and years ago when we had some of these high-potency silver products that were out there and people were taking them, they were accumulating in the body, they weren't being eliminated properly, and that can, you know, run into certain problems. But um, silver has really advanced. Um, in In the late 90s, I would say that's when the biggest technology breakthrough occurred with silver, and that's when <clears throat> excuse me, a businessman and um, an entrepreneur, st- entrepreneur Stephen Quinto, he was actually using silver to keep his pool water clean and, and free of bacteria and algae. And he had recalled when he was little, his grandmother used silver for various health conditions. And he thought, well, there there has to be a way to improve upon the oral silver technology. And so he developed this way of isolating silver into very, very tiny, tiny particles. Um, so tiny that you have to have special instrumentation to actually see them. But these tiny particles um, make the, the silver more bioactive, better absorbed, better utilized by the body, and also better eliminated. Um, and the silver that he created, which is called um, sovereign silver, it's the bioactive silver hydrosol, which is a bit of a mouthful, but this bioactive silver hydrosol called sovereign silver, it is more than 98% bioactive. Um, So this was a really um, significant breakthrough when it comes to um, silver technology. Um, And and really, again, his his mission was to, you know, create a super safe form of silver that would um, give it more therapeutic benefits. And and what he created was the world's smallest, most active silver particle size. Um, And and I think this is one of the, the game changers when we look at the silver industry. The fact that uh, he was able to use smaller amounts, um, greater surface area, and um, also have the stability um, that we want by using um, pharmaceutical-grade water, which is a very important uh, part of how this is created. Um, so the Sovereign Silver, has um, it's actually the leading silver product that you'll see. So when people you know, are looking for a silver product, that is really the one that you want um, to go with because it, it is the more bioactive, more effective form of silver. That's the one I use myself, the well, one I, I give to my I'm, family as well. I do too. I have used Sovereign Silver, oh my gosh, at least for the last 10 years. And uh, it was the only product, it was the only silver product that actually made me change my mind about silver because the the product is so extremely safe for children's and teens and adults and the elderly. I take it every day. I don't leave home without it, even especially when I'm uh, going on a trip. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the thing you need to have in your carry-on when you go to the airport. Um, if you're on a train or you take a bus, use it. Uh, it is something you want to take with you into a hotel room. You want to take it in the morning. You want to take it before you go to bed at night because there are things that just grow in these air conditioning systems on planes and in hotel rooms. This is definitely your first line of protection. And Sherry, you know, I'm very good friends with Stephen's son, Theo, and have known just the remarkable research and benefits of this product. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to... Uh, tell you right now if you ever go shopping for silver this is the only one to buy i will also tell you this too and theo theo will will thank me for this that you 
never buy silver in a plastic bottle, which is why Sovereign Silver is in a glass bottle. Because when a company can <clears throat> say that they're using nanotechnology silver and they store it in a plastic bottle, the problem is, is they start leaching the properties and the chemicals from the plastic. You want it in glass, and you want to see and go buy Sovereign Silver. So that is the one you want for your whole family. And now, Sherry, tell us about the effectiveness of mint for stomach aches. Yeah, so first I'll just echo what you said with respect to the plastic, because that's a very important point I tell people as well. The plastic bottles, they can leach the chemicals. So, yes, the Sovereign Silver is in glass. And, again, it's a silver product, but it's a gold standard. <laughs> there you <laughs> so, go. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're gonna they're, and, and, I, I'm going to tell Theo because he's going to love us for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can talk about our precious metals. But, I'm as I mentioned before, we went on air. I'm in Orlando right now. And um, I made sure that there was enough room in my uh, liquid baggie to go through airport security that I could have my two ounce bottle of sovereign silver because I spray my throat with it. I yes. spray my son's throat with it before we got on the airplane because you're right, we're just inundated with, with germs all over the place. And, and this is my, uh, my immune support uh, to, to help keep me healthy. So yeah, we share um, the sentiments on on the value of that sovereign well, silver. Let, it really let, is a remarkable product. It is. It is. Let me, let me throw this out here real quick. Uh, and I'm not going to mention any names, but I know of a very well-known MD out of New York who actually uses this particular type of silver with some of his patients who have been diagnosed with HIV. And I will just tell you what he told me. I'm not making a claim, but he said that when they take a teaspoon three times a day, it was, they, it was able to help them to lower their viral load to the point of being not even being able to be registered during the blood test. So it's that powerful. I'm not making a claim. I'm just going to tell you what another medical doctor told me. So let's move on and get into the remedies of mint. Yeah. So mint um, is, is another one of those um, fabulous remedies that has been used for, you know, forever, really. It's mint, you know, it's, it's uh, use goes back to the middle ages um, for stomach pains and digestive related complaints. And Interestingly, still today, we use mint, uh, mint candies, peppermint tea is, is one of the most popular after-dinner drinks um, that is offered to help soothe the digestive system. And it turns out that uh, some of the, the chemicals, some of the compounds that are in mint can help to settle the stomach, to relieve cramping, also to help with gas. Um, so uh, I really do love using mint. Um, as I mentioned, the active ingredients, uh, one of them, which is menthol, gives it that fresh smell, um, but it also has the antispasmodic properties, so it helps to calm down intestinal muscles because that's often what causes people cramping is their, their intestinal muscles are spasming, whereas the mint can help to soothe that. Um, and it also helps to stimulate the flow of bile, making your digestive system working a little bit um, more effectively. Um, so mint is great. Again, the tea would be my, my uh, top choice, or if you can get a really good quality um, mint candy that you can suck on. Um, some candies have a lot of sugar, and you don't want that because sugar, too much sugar can actually contribute to gas. Oh, so yeah. uh, I would just looking for the tea uh, for, for um, your best way to enjoy mint. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you explained to everybody how mint actually relaxes the smooth muscle in the digestive tract because I know that in, in Europe – 
one of their biggest remedies for irritable bowel syndrome is actually an enteric-coated peppermint oil capsule because when it enters the the colon, it actually relaxes the smooth muscle and to greatly improve that condition. And here, you know, just drinking mint tea. Now, let me ask you this. Which mint? Now, I know that most of the candies are peppermint, but when it comes to the tea, mm -hmm. will peppermint and spearmint do the same thing or is it should just be the peppermint? Yeah, it's it's peppermint is is the better um, the peppermint and as you mentioned the oil the oil of peppermint um, that is the more effective form and certainly if you get the capsules the um, there are a few different formulas that you can find in health food stores very effective for irritable bowel and, and intestinal spasms a mint tea would be a, a second option and then mint candies would be my my last choice but you know they're handy to carry with you um, to pop in your mouth after you've had dinner. I love that. Now let's talk about the one of the most powerful anti-inflammatories known to man from nature, and that's turmeric. And I know that it works uh, very, very well for pain and inflammation. Um, how can we use turmeric instead of using over-the-counter pain remedies? Yeah, so turmeric is, is again, one of my um, favorite remedies as well because it has good research behind it. In fact, there's thousands of studies that have been conducted on turmeric um, and the active ingredient, which is curcumin. Um, that's the main active ingredient that has these powerful anti-inflammatory effects. And there have been um, so many studies done on it, as I mentioned, uh, but some studies in particular have compared it to the over-the-counter medications, the anti-inflammatory drugs, and found it to be equally effective. Where it stands out um, in, in terms of being um, a better choice compared to the anti-inflammatory drugs um, would be the fact that it doesn't have the side effects. So just as effective, but without the side effects that we see with the ibuprofen and the naproxen and drugs like that, that can cause gastric or stomach irritation and bleeding, and they can be hard on the kidney and the liver and ringing in the ears and all of that nonsense. Whereas um, the curcumin uh, from the turmeric, very, very um, effective, very safe, um, it doesn't work as quickly. So for people that have, uh, say, arthritis or joint aches and pains, discomfort, you can't just pop a turmeric capsule and expect that it's going to work the same as, say, an, an Advil or an Aleve. But if you take it over time, within a week or so, people do start to notice a benefit. And again, it's much safer. Um, so that's something you can find um, readily available in health food stores, uh, capsules. Also, um, I have a really good turmeric um, tea that I like. It's actually ginger and turmeric um, by uh, the ginger people. It's very, very tasty. And you can add um, your know, favorite uh, milk to it. I add almond milk when I make it. It's delicious. And it's also soothing for the digestive system as well. So that's another benefit with turmeric. But researchers are looking at all of the possible um, uses for turmeric. I mean, it, the list is endless. It almost is one of those things that uh, sounds too good to be true because it's used for so many different conditions. Um, but indeed, it, it does have good science behind it. Oh, it's yeah, it has excellent science behind it. And I know that we can uh, take the turmeric every single day just for general health. I mean, it works to reduce inflammation uh, all over the body, including the brain. Ladies and gentlemen, there's um, amazing clinical studies on turmeric and brain health, so you should look those up as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, Sherry. definitely for, you know, age-related dementia, um, it's part of what I would recommend as a protocol um, to help slow down some of the inflammatory-related 
aging processes that occur in the brain. And as you mentioned, once you can take it daily, it's safe. Just like the silver. The silver is something that I wouldn't recommend just taking for uh, immune support during cold and flu season. You can take that year-round to to just, you know, give yourself that added protection. Oh, I agree. I I do the the same thing with both of these uh, nutrients. Uh, Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there has been amazing uh, studies showing that in India, you know, turmeric is a major part of their diet, and they show four times less risk for dementia than we do here in the United States because turmeric crosses the blood-brain barrier, reduces the uh, inflammation in the brain, but actually works uh, directly in the possibility of actually reducing the amyloid beta protein that causes the nerve fibers to tangle in the brain. So you should uh, look that up, but at the same time, you should take it every single day. Now, Sherry, what should doctors do to change the trend of prescribing antibiotics that are contributing to this superbug crisis? Well, you know, when when I'm talking to doctors and um, also patients, you know, I, I really try to hit home the, the message that um, we need to be careful with these antibiotics, these medicines, because they're losing their efficacy. Uh, drugs like penicillin, which was a panacea when it was discovered, is is less and less effective today because we've overused it. Um, unfortunately, in our society today, when people are sick, they have a cold or a flu, they just want something that's going to get them better quicker. And so they sometimes pressure doctors to give them an antibiotic. Even though antibiotics only work against viral infections, or sorry, against bacterial infections, they do not work against viral infections. I hear from doctors all the time that they feel pressured to prescribe them. And, and this comes out in research as well, where doctors admit to prescribing antibiotics, even when they know they're not going to be effective because their patients are pressuring them. So I think we all need to take a step back when we're sick. Um, If you're seeing your doctor, only take an antibiotic if your doctor says it's necessary, if you have a confirmed bacterial infection. Um, In some cases, people will get start off with a cold, a viral infection, and it may develop or morph later on into a bacterial infection, a bronchitis, a pneumonia, in which case an antibiotic is necessary. But for most uncomplicated viral infections, it's stay home, rest, immune support with your supplements. We talked about silver, and I'm an advocate for vitamin C and, and other things, uh, elderberry and other things that you can take to help support your immune system. That's really what you need to do, though, and, and only, again, take antibiotics when absolutely necessary. Well, I love we that. Want, we want them to be able to work down the road, right? That's um, right. You know, Absolutely. Think that, yes, superbugs yeah, are, are here, and um, we have to be vigilant, and we have to. Everybody needs to do their part by um, not using antibiotics unless they're necessary. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. So, where can all of my listeners get more information on what you have talked and taught us today, as well as how can our audience interact with you? We well, can check out my website, which is sherrytorkus.com, and that's S-H-E-R-R-Y-T-O-R-K-O-S, sherrytorkus.com. And for those that were interested in hearing more about Sovereign Silver, that remarkable silver product we were talking about, check out the company's website, which is sovereignsilver.com. 
And uh, again, this is the um, you know the top line uh, product that you want to take to uh, to support your immune system health and just overall health in general. I love it. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today, Sherry, and all of you listening in. Check her out. Go online. Learn more. She is a wealth of knowledge in this area and nothing like having a pharmacist that also knows the natural way. So ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life-Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at radiomd.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes. I want to thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. And now you can download our show on Spotify. Just look up Dr. Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. And you can learn more about me at drwardbond.com. Check out our daily television show as well as our weekly radio show. So again, thank you for listening to Life-Changing Wellness. I'm Dr. Ward Bond. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.